Welcome to the Women's Business Workshop Podcast. I am your host, Robin Walker, a business strategist, mastermind group leader, and creator of the Lakeside Conference, a two-day event for female business owners in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin in March. This is the first episode of our first podcast season, the Lakeside Conference Speaker Series. We will be bringing you interviews with the experts, packed with resources, tips, and action steps. Today, we're going to be talking with Bobby Bainey, owner of Think Big Go Local, a social media marketing company based in McHenry, Illinois. Bobby is a two-time speaker at the conference and will be speaking again in 2019. Bobby brings social media strategy to us in manageable action steps. She loves Instagram and is going to be talking all about how we can use it more strategically in our small businesses. In this interview, Bobby is giving us tips on how to up your Instagram game. You guys, she knows her stuff. Listen until the end to hear some of the action steps that you can start today. Robin is a wife and mom to three teenagers, two dogs, and a betta fish that is defying the odds. She is a fifth-generation entrepreneur with over 15 years of experience creating, building, and running businesses. She keeps it real about raising kids while building a company and gives you the strategy and accountability to finally quit winging it. Her mission? To help you build your business strategically so you can have more financial stability and, in return, more flexibility and time with your family. to have you on. This will be a great interview, everyone. Bobby is my go-to for all things social media, and this will be her third year at the Lakeside Conference. She consistently has given the audience impactful advice, advice on using social media to grow our businesses. She always is a very popular speaker at our events. This year, Bobby is hosting a custom Instagram workshop that was designed based on the needs of the attendees. So we're very excited about that. It's just right in the sweet spot of so many of you. We're going to be talking about that and some Instagram tips later on in the show. But first, I want you guys to get to know Bobby a little bit. So hello, Bobby. Hi, Robin. Thank you so much for having me here. You know, I'm a huge fan of your audience. So this is such an honor. Well, it's an honor to have you. And just to give you guys a little insight into keeping things real, I had a tech problem right before we started recording this podcast. And luckily, Bobby is a social media guru <laughs> with a team that was able to help me figure out exactly what was happening. And so that was super convenient. It was. Thank goodness for these awesome tech people <laughs> yes. that are here in the office with me. Yeah, that worked out well. So most of you guys have had a former career before starting your businesses. So I always like to ask the guests, what was your former career or what's something in your background that we might not have known about? Well, you know what? I'll talk a little bit about where I was right before I started the business. Um, I was first in marketing for private country clubs, which I absolutely loved. Um, in all honesty, probably one of my favorite, favorite career choices ever. It was just a wonderful environment to be in. But 
It was also really limiting in the amount of money you could make because private clubs fill up if you're really good at it. <laughs> when you are based on commission, um, you know, your opportunity to continue to make money kind of diminishes. So I had to jump out of that. And I went to work as an executive marketing director for a nonprofit. And it was really interesting because we served children and teenagers who were abused and neglected. And Facebook was very, very new at the time. And I knew at that time that that was a place we needed to become very active in because that's where our audience was at. And unfortunately, the nonprofit I was at had a lot of um, older generation leadership who thought that Facebook was a fad and we didn't really need to be there. And, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And we were missing huge opportunities. So I got really intrigued at how this platform was going to be able to be used in the future. There were no business pages or anything like that at the time. And really just started diving into the possibilities of social media. We had a family business, so I was doing some things for family and friends just to kind of test out the platforms. And it just became kind of an addiction. As soon as my youngest daughter was independent and getting ready to graduate college, I took the leap and thought, oh, if I fail and fall on my face now, I'll be the only one to pay the price. So kind of got out of that and decided that this was the space I really wanted to be in. I had the marketing background and I was just going to have to go and create that social media um, influence and space on my own. So that's what I did. Wonderful. And who knew Facebook would end up evolving? I mean, think of it way back in the beginning, how much it's changed and yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, back then, the only reason I got on is my oldest daughter went to college and it was a great way to stalk her. Yes. (laughs) That's the kind of stuff you were seeing. And then it was fun to watch it evolve, even from the sense of who that first audience was when my sisters got on and then grandma gets on and how different it has become over time. Yeah. Very interesting. I, looking back, remember my first time even hearing about Facebook is I used to be a teacher and I had a former student who was probably college age sent me an invitation to look at his pictures on Facebook. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is this? Like, I don't even know what this is. I can't be on a platform with students, like former students. What even is this? So I ignored it for a while. And then when I started to figure out what it was, went back and and now he just had his first baby. So kind of cool oh my to, gosh. to watch, you know, Facebook has really evolved. And I love when you say uh, social media became somewhat of an addiction. <laughs> and I think that's probably something we can all relate to even now. Yeah, I agree. It, it was, it's a lot over, more overwhelming now. There's so many spaces and platforms and places to test and to spend time. It's crazy. What is a job that you had as a teen or a young adult that actually prepared you for your business? Maybe something you didn't realize at the time, but then later now you're like, oh, wow, that was really helpful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have no question about the answer to this one. So I grew up in a family business. Um, We owned a gravel mining operation, and I started working when I was in seventh grade. So every Saturday morning, my stepdad would come in, wake me up at 
5 a.m. I'm not a 5 a.m. person. Um, get me up at 5 a.m. We would go out for breakfast, of which I had to buy every other week because I had a job. So one week he'd buy me breakfast, one week I had to buy him breakfast. And I would run the office on the weekends. By the time I got into high school, I was running the office every day after school and on the weekends. And, you know, really the biggest lesson that I learned in doing that was a work ethic and and really understanding what it took to own a business, like what that dedication looked like when things went wrong or things for clients went wrong and you needed to be available. And I would say of all the lessons I've learned is, is just really understanding that you, you know, if you want to be successful, you've got to get up, show up, you know, do the very best you can, work as hard as you possibly can. And sometimes that meant far more hours than we had expected, but there was always an upside and we really worked hard in our family, but we played really hard as well. So we got to see the work ethic part, but we really got to see the payoff. And, you know, after working, you know, in, in a corporate environment and that sort of thing, which, you know, I think we all have to do for benefits as we're raising families and those sorts of things. Um, I, there were not, there weren't a ton of surprises for me diving in to do it on my own as an entrepreneur, because I knew what to expect. I knew what it was going to take. You know, I knew I was going to have to, you know, make a lot of sacrifices in the beginning, but I knew that the reward was going to be big. So that was definitely the thing that prepared me most. That is such great insight for you as a young adult and growing up to see how much work goes into it, but also how rewarding it can be. Do you feel like when you were in other corporate jobs that you worked a lot harder than other people just from having that background? It, I see a lot of people say, oh, well, that's not part of my job or that's not in my job description. Do you feel like you probably weren't like that? I wasn't like that. And I wouldn't even say, I don't know if I would say that I worked harder. I had different focuses. So I was, I've always been that person who I, absolutely I'm the above and beyond person or else I get honestly, because I get bored, which is probably why I do so well in social media because it's always changing and evolving and it's never boring. Um, so I would never be satisfied with going in, doing a certain task list and moving forward. I've always been that person that can make the process better, make the results better, you know, look at a new opportunity. And so sometimes it wasn't working harder, but working smarter and coming into the job with a little different focus than just being that person to accomplish tasks and go home. That was never fulfilling to me. No. So, yeah. Can, are you the type of person, um, I'll go into a store or re be receiving customer service and half the time thinking, oh my gosh, if you would just do this, <laughs> or I went to the salon and they upselled me for five different types of of products and services throughout my experience. And at the end, I wanted to just say, just pick one. If you would have yeah. upselled me on one thing five times, I probably would have bought it. But instead, I'm just very irritated. <laughs> yeah, so. no, I, yeah, I absolutely am. And a lot of the times it's, um, so that doesn't surprise me about you, kind of, you know, knowing what your focus in business is. For me, I'm always looking at opportunities like, oh, look at that empty wall. You know that if you put, you know, a place there where we could take selfies, you'd be getting so much more promotion. Like, yeah, there's all, I'm always looking at the opportunities or I'll go to a business and 
go to check in and then I'm immediately evaluating what they're doing in their social media platform or what it should look like. So yeah, I think that's kind of part of the, part of the hats we wear, right? Is if we're not doing that and enjoying doing it, even when we're not getting paid, it's hard to turn around and do it for your clients, even in a paid environment. Cause I like to do things that I love. So sometimes it's not necessarily about the money, but about all the knowledge that you're able to impart, you know, to help someone else. So I am totally that person. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you love what you're doing and you know you're in that sweet spot, it's when you are also doing the same thing when you're getting your hair cut and when you're at the car shop and you're, exactly. you're still applying those things because it comes naturally and you love it. Yep. Absolutely. So segueing that into your session, do you do a lot of, so when you're on Instagram, because that's your jam, are you seeing other people post things and thinking, oh, if you tweet that one thing or if you did it this way, like, is it hard to hold back? <laughs> you know what? Um, that's so funny. Yes, I see that all the time. And, and unfortunately, I don't want to say I'm judging, but I'm, you know, I'm judging in terms of, oh, that's not great content. They could do this instead. At the same time, when I see great content, I love reaching out to people and saying, this is such a good idea. What a great post. What did you use to create this? Um, that sort of thing. But yeah, no doubt, you know, there's always room for improvements. And one of the things I love about what I do and really about the, the group of people that come out to your workshop is everyone's receptive to that kind of input, you know, like, oh, I could make it better or I didn't know that or thank you for the tip kind of a thing. So I do try to reach out and sometimes it depends who it is. If it's someone I know is really working hard on their business, I don't want them to be, you know, creating any bad habits or not getting to the goals that they're setting. If it's someone that I know just really doesn't care and it's like, oh my gosh, they actually got something up there. That's great. You know, I may not say anything because everybody's got a different purpose for being there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat cautious about throwing out my opinion, I guess. Well, you can throw your <laughs> opinion my way anytime. <laughs> So there's a lot of people who are looking for that advice for someone who has an Instagram account, throws some things up there, adds some hashtags, but is not entirely sure they're doing it either the right way or a way that's going to convert for their business. So we had asked Bobby if she could come up with a workshop that would really speak to people in this position, which I think is a lot of us. And it does seem to come easier to a lot of younger people. Like my daughter can whip around Instagram like nobody's business. They, we have family conversations about what caption. <laughs> yeah. What, what caption you're going to put under, under the pictures. And you know, there's a whole strategy. And as someone in my forties, it just doesn't feel as intuitive to me as Facebook, but I know it's great for business. So Bobby is going to speak on that for us at the conference. But what are your thoughts on being in kind of that phase of Instagram? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things that people are really facing as kind of their primary challenge, whether they realize it or not, is just really that it's new and that they're not completely comfortable. You know, I mean, we started our social media experience in Facebook and that's very, very comfortable to us. You know, we've gone with them through their transitions and offering new, um, you know, features and things like that. We were there when they rolled out business pages and learned how to use all that stuff. So we're comfortable in that space. Um, when you talk about your daughter, 
they didn't really start in Facebook because it was already an aging platform and their friends weren't there and they started in Instagram, which means that's their comfort zone, right? But one of the things that we've watched happen, which is why I am such a huge proponent of Instagram right now, is all of these platforms mature. Um, we've watched Facebook do it. I mean, they've leveled off in terms of their usage and you know who's signing on and that sort of thing. And now Instagram is seeing tremendous, I mean, explosive growth in the number of users, the features that they offer. And this is why businesses need to get here soon. I mean, they should have been here already in this platform. But what happens is as the platform matures and offers more features like business pages and stories and live streaming and all of those things, the audience is also going to mature. And we all know if you're building a Facebook page today, it is a challenge, like a, a massive, massive challenge to grow an audience. And that's what's going to happen if you wait for Instagram to develop your platform and your strategy is it's going to become an overwhelming challenge because now it's getting crowded. Um, I even find that I didn't have much trouble building my Instagram audience up. We've got over 7,000 followers there. It's our largest audience, but it's really challenging to grow it today because it's, you know, you're again, you're breaking through that noise. So you really have to develop a strategy, know what you're doing, know the components of your content that need to be included um, on that platform. But missing that opportunity and not going there just because it's not that familiar or not comfortable is a huge mistake for your business. Um, and there's so many other great features that Instagram offers that just make marketing in general easier, more effective, faster, and more engaging. So those are all things we're going to talk about either in this conversation or definitely at the workshop. I love it. And what I love, if you guys have not been to any of Bobby's workshops or she also has workshops through Think Big Go Local, her company. But if you have not worked with Bobby or been to any of her workshops, she really walks you through it. She does not, she is not judgmental at all. I mean, there's so much in social media I think we get intimidated by and we don't reach out for help because of what we fear that we don't know. And Bobby is such a great teacher. She just really holds your hand and walks you through it. And Everyone at the conference appreciates that, including myself. Thank you. As you helped me through, <laughs> as you helped me through our tech difficulty at the beginning. I love that Brian said, Do you know where the settings is? <laughs> never you didn't, assume anything. didn't assume and didn't judge. I loved it. It was perfect. And I, I think I do. Um, so I love that. When people attend your session, when they leave, what could they be expected to either have learned or kind of maybe have on paper? Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's kind of four main things that I want to talk to everybody about in this workshop. And one is making sure your profile set up properly. Um, you don't get a whole lot of space in Instagram to tell people what you do, um, send them. There's only one live link in the platform that allows you to determine where they're going to go for whatever your call to action might be. So we'll talk about setting that up in an optimal way so that people can very quickly understand what you're all about. Um, we're going to talk about content and, you know, what is a, 
what is, are the makings of a good post? Um, from the photos or videos to the captions that you're writing in the post to the hashtag strategy and how you're even posting the hashtag. So we'll talk about that too because our goal is when we create a piece of content to abrupt people in the newsfeed so they see it, but also to have a hashtag strategy that brings people that don't know you yet into your profile, which is another reason I love Instagram. Good luck getting that to happen in Facebook. It actually doesn't. <laughs> um, so in Instagram, we actually have that opportunity still um, through hashtag use. And then stories are such a big deal. I could probably do a five-hour workshop just on stories. Um, if you guys aren't paying attention, like to me, this is where the gold is going to be in 2019. If you've noticed, everybody has stories now. LinkedIn, it just launched stories. Um, they're starting it on an educational level for college students. Facebook has stories. Snapchat has stories. You know, I mean, everybody's got these stories. I even heard something about YouTube um, integrating something. So this is a part of Instagram that even people that are posting content on a regular basis still haven't jumped in. It kind of reminds me of how nervous everybody was to do a Facebook Live. And it took, you know, a lot of the people I know two years to decide to use that. We cannot wait that long to figure out how to use stories. And I'll tell you why. Facebook has already released information that people are watching more stories content than newsfeed content. And if that remains, and there's no reason why it won't, um, your newsfeed content is going to become far less relevant than your story content. So everyone's going to have to wrap their head around how to use that. So we're going to talk a lot about that. And then engagement. And this is probably... One of the reasons why, you know, people who, you know, even listening, you know, to you, Robin, say, you know, we put stuff up there is if you're, if you don't love the platform, you may not be spending as much time in it as you are in Facebook, which means the conversations you're creating with people in their content and in your own, and even more importantly, through direct messaging, um, is probably why people aren't seeing conversions because that's really where the gold is, is that ability to, you know, send a direct message to someone you see commenting on your content and truly establishing a relationship. So I know you have totally wrapped your head around that in Facebook because you send audio files and phone calls and all that kind of stuff. Like you're really comfortable there. And we need to get business owners comfortable using all those features in Instagram. And then they'll start to see the actual conversions and results when they're really utilizing the platform to its fullest. So my goal is to, you know, help everybody develop strategies for kind of hitting those four main points. And um, I will, as always, I'll have tools and resources and things to share um, with everybody that's in the room. Um, but we'll get, we'll just get that strategy going and the things you need to be paying attention to and just, you know, hope everybody has a little breakthrough that it's just time to get working and pay attention to it. I love too that you this is this workshop's a place that if all of this sounds really overwhelming, coming to the workshop helps narrow it down to here are the four things, here's your action steps, here's where you start. And I'm very big about picking one thing to start with instead of trying to do everything. So I love that if someone comes to the workshop, you're really narrowing down all of that overwhelm and just everything we don't know yet. And you're really focusing on, okay, just pick these few things. As a strategist, what I love about Instagram is it's frustrating, but the only one link, it really forces people, what are you focusing on right now? What are you promoting? 
what is your thing versus 80 different things you're selling in one week. So it frustrates me, but I also think it's, it can be a great thing. It, you know, you're right. It really does keep you focused. And, and a lot of people don't realize that you can swap out those links because your objectives may change week to week. Like you're in, you know, in registration mode for the workshop. So, you know, that would be the link. But if you had a class and the workshop was over, you can just swap that out and send people there for a different purpose. There's also tools that allow you to have one link that open up you know, 10 different options for people. So those are the kinds of things I'll be sharing too is really simple tools you can um, marry up to your Instagram account that's going to allow you to do things that make you feel frustrated right now. So if you went to our link in Instagram, you would be able to sign up for classes, go to our website, go to our Alexa flash briefing. Like there's actually all kinds of options when you hit that link. So that's something that everybody can set up and we'll have all those little ninja tips there too. Oh, that's wonderful to know. That's great. Um, So after the break, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk about what most people struggle with with Instagram and get a little tip from Bobby. And then we're also going to have Bobby have a chance to tell any of the stories from the conference or anything that she loved or enjoyed the most about the event because she has been there two times, which is wonderful. The Women's Business Workshop Podcast is brought to you by the 2019 Lakeside Conference is coming up quickly and we want you to be there. Join other female business owners as we take two days away from our day to day to come together and learn from industry experts and support each other on our entrepreneurial journeys. Early bird tickets are now on sale and breakout sessions are filling up fast. Looking for more info on the speakers? Be on the lookout for upcoming podcasts with the speakers as our guests. You can also check in on our Women's Business Workshop Facebook group where we have interviewed a lot of these speakers on Facebook Live. They'll tell you about their breakout sessions, who they're good for, and what you can expect to learn. If you'd like more information on the conference, go to womensbusinessworkshop.com and click on events to get more information. Welcome back to the Women's Business Workshop podcast with Robin Walker. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking with Bobby Bainey of Think Big Go Local, and she's been sharing information on Instagram for us. Um, so Bobby, when people are struggling with Instagram, what do you think is their biggest roadblock or the thing that holds them back the most? I think comfort and patience are the two things that are stopping people. Um, if they're new to the platform, it's just not as familiar. They're not quite sure what to do yet. And we tend to sometimes freeze up when we get uncomfortable and not put our best content out there. And I think at the same time, and this really is with every social platform, but we've learned in Facebook what to expect. And um, so we, we don't have to have as much patience in Facebook anymore because we already just kind of know what's going to happen, what's going to work, and what probably isn't going to get us the traction we want. But in Instagram, we're, I still hear all the time, everyone's looking for that quick conversion. We forget that we've spent the last five to 10 years on our Facebook profiles, um, you know, getting to know it. And everybody wants Instagram to make that conversion for them in the first couple months that they got on there. So in these platforms, I can't stress this enough. It's always about patience. We're building relationships here. We're not selling. Nobody is in Instagram, Facebook, anywhere to buy from you. That's all there is to it. That's not why anyone goes there. But if we can build our brand, 
tell people what we have to offer, provide value, over time, we've gotten those people and other platforms to want to engage with us, to willingly go look for our content. We're not there in Instagram yet because it's a different audience. So, you know, really just getting more comfortable and being patient are going to be big breakthroughs because I think those are the things people are really struggling with if they're new to the platform right now. I think that is so true. I 100% agree. If you had to give them a tip if they're sitting there feeling this overwhelm and kind of discomfort in the platform, what is a tip or an action step that they could take today to kind of at least start moving forward? Yeah. Can I do two? Because I have, I have two. Of course. <laughs> I'll do two, but then that's okay. my max. So, And I only want to do two because there's really two very unique platforms within Instagram. So when it comes to your content that's going to live on your profile, um, one thing I try to say to people is try to picture that profile as your magazine. If you were publishing a magazine, just like Robin's publishing a podcast or like I might publish a blog, um, you want people to come to that platform and everything they see should be really reflective of your brand so that it, if, it, if this was your, you know, your magazine, what kind of content would be reflective of who you are, who your company is, and, you know, what the colors and fonts and all those things should really be similar. So that would be my tip for um, the news, you know, your actual profile um, content. But then when it comes to stories, I just think that break, it comes down to, again, having to get comfortable. So my tip would be start creating stories. And if you're really uncomfortable about putting them out there, you can create them, download them to your phone, and not actually post them to Instagram until you've done enough of them that you start to actually get into a groove between photos and videos and lessons that you're teaching and fun boomerangs that you're just sharing. And you also can start really watching what other people are doing. You'll be able to pretty quickly identify a good story from a bad story and then emulate that, you know, like look at what makes that content engaging to you and then start developing your little storyboards um, to kind of be that engaging kind of content. So sometimes it's just practicing. We can record things on our phone, save them, and just get better over time before we start publishing. But you have to do something. <laughs> you have to do something. So that's a good way to at least have an action till you kind of break through. I love the idea of saving them, of creating them. Can you create them in Canva or something like that? Create them right in Instagram and then download them instead of posting them. Oh, okay. And then you can actually go back and download them into Instagram if they're on your phone in the last 24 hours. So, you know, you can practice and then say, hey, that was really good. And then go into Instagram, go into stories, swipe down from the top and pull those story um, sets that you've downloaded, and then you could publish them if they were good. If they weren't, you just keep working at it till you get something you're fairly comfortable with. And let me just remind everybody, not perfect. Stories are not supposed to be perfect. They're supposed to be authentic. They're supposed to be really personal. Um, so don't overthink it. It's better. They only last for 24 hours. So just get content out there um, and just make sure that it's it's you. It just, it needs to embody your personality and what you're doing. And people are looking for that in stories. That's why we enjoy it so much. Wonderful. That is excellent advice. So Bobby will be at the conference. Bobby and I live about uh, 45 minutes from each other. So I luckily get to see her more than just at the conference, but she is 
always one of my favorite people to see, and we're excited to have her back. Do you have any favorite stories or something about the conference that you love or just anything to share for someone who hasn't been there before? You know, I, I say this all the time, and this is still the first thing that comes to my mind, is the thing about this conference that I think is different about others that I've been to are 100% the people. Um, I can't think of a room that I go into where you feel more support and nurturing from the people around you. It's not competitive. It's not senseless networking. It is literally genuine, hardworking women that are just looking to, you know, build up um, a network of people that they can leverage for so many different reasons, not just to build their businesses or increase sales, but, you know, for brainstorming, for help in little different, you know, I mean, I get people from the conference all the time that will reach out with just one question that they need answered so they can move forward. And it's awesome to be able to, to help somebody break through one little tiny thing that may be a no brainer for me and a challenge for someone else. Yet I do the same thing with people that I have people I reach out to and say, I'm totally stuck. You know, how are you handling this? or, you know, how, how could you help me through that? And those, that is my favorite part of this conference is there's so much value in the speakers. They're all fantastic, but it's the people in the room that change the tone of everything there. And that's the reason that I will come over and over and over again. Well, we'll have you over and over and over again. <laughs> I do love it. And it, it brings me such joy when I see online two people that met at the conference and then they are doing a podcast together or sharing each other's content or doing some kind of collaboration. It just makes me so happy. But yes, the women that come are phenomenal and they're, they're the women I would want to be friends with. You know, they're, yes, it's just yes. a really laid back, but driven audience. Exactly. And you know what? You're right. And you know what? And they are the people that I've become friends with. And it's also unique because some, you know, depending where you're at, sometimes you get in these groups and everybody's all about the business and the bottom line. And this group, while it's really important, really isn't. It's so much more well-rounded than that. It's it's about business and it's about ideas, but it's also about the things that you're doing, you know, maybe as a volunteer or in your community. Like there's just support for so many different aspects of our entire being, you know, and you don't see that in a lot of conferences, you know, there's, there's support and nurturing in so many ways and I love it. Me too. <laughs> well, in the meantime, before everyone goes and runs and signs up for the conference, um, oh, by the way, everybody, Bobby's session is a breakout session. So you have to register for a seat in her session when you sign up for, <clears throat> excuse me, when you sign up for your ticket, you need to specify that you want to be in Bobby's breakout and hers will fill up. So when you register for your ticket, make sure you choose Bobby's Instagram breakout session. In the meantime, before the conference, where can we find you online, I'm imagining? <laughs> you, yeah, you can find us everywhere online. Um, you know what? We've got, you can find us at, at Think Big Go Local on pretty much every social media platform. So we're pretty easy to find there. Um, our website is thinkbiggolocal.com. 
And a new thing we're doing, which um, is one of my favorites, is we've got a daily flash briefing um, that plays on both Alexa Echoes and on Google Home. So we're really excited about that and have been getting all kinds of great feedback. So if you have one of those devices, um, you can find info on those um, on our website or reach out to us or just subscribe to Small Business Marketing Tips by Think Big Go Local and you'll be able to hear it. Um, and we also have a private Facebook group where we just help small business owners with new things that are happening in social media, um, whether it's news, trends, tools, um, tips, things we can share. So if anyone's interested in jumping in there just so you can run your business and still know what's happening in social media, you can find us on Facebook. It's called Bobby B's Social Media Clambake. So we're in there a lot too. I love that group. Great tips Thank in there too. I ask everybody to, for some final wise words, I I love working with female entrepreneurs and I think so many of us have had wise women in the past that have either blazed a trail or helped support us unknowingly that now in our business, we still hear their wise words. Is there something your mom or grandmother or something you would have told yourself a few years ago, just some kind of final wise words? You know, this is actually not even all that unique, but it, I um, was given a little sign from um, a friend of mine, which really means a lot to me because I have this tendency to really overwork and I have a tendency to think about working hard first and foremost and just, you know, like get things done, get things done. They all have to be great. And she had given me a thing that hangs in my office that says hustle and heart will set you apart. And I needed the heart piece. <laughs> sometimes I tend to forget that and I'm all about the work and having that hanging at my desk reminds me that it's just not about hard work. It's about hard work and your connection to people. And that's really what social media is all about. So that's a good reminder to me sometimes that sometimes you have to just take a big breath and reconnect with the people that you're serving and the people in your audience, the people on your staff. And it's a good reminder to me because I'm, I'm just a go work kind of person. Everybody, if you haven't yet, go check out Bobby online. Join her Facebook group. Obviously, check her out on Instagram and you can see all the wonderful things she's doing. And then don't forget your action step. If you are still working on Instagram, uh, try out a story and save it and download it for now. And then as you get more comfortable, then you can actually post them on your Instagram story. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, our brand new show. And we're excited to have you and excited to see you at the Lakeside Conference. Thank you so much, Robin. And hopefully you've got some um, people that are listening in, still trying to decide whether to attend or not. And I just want to you know, leave with the final thought of this is the right room to be in and you're missing an incredible opportunity if you're not there. So I hope everybody listening will be in Lake Geneva and I'm really looking forward to meeting um, even more new people this year. Wonderful. Very well said. Thank you for the kind words. All right, everybody have a wonderful rest of your day. 